everyone's meltdown, and I'm joined by. And here is Snower Sharp from Gothenburg, Sweden. Yep. It's awesome to be chatting to you this evening. You're such a legend. But you've got, what have you been doing recently? When can we expect a new Snowy Shaw album or anything? Uh, actually, um, it's kind of hard to answer because uh, it was supposed to be, you know, you probably know already that I put out like one song per month during yeah. last year digitally. And then it should all be wrapped up in time for Christmas uh, physically uh, on LP and CD. But yeah. The CD was okay, but due to the fucking pandemic and COVID bullshit and all that, everything is delayed all over the planet with the, the vinyl, the printing plants and all that. So I just mailed them now, actually. I was supposed to pick it up. I had like a solemn promise that I should pick it up like on, on the 6th of May. And then it's like six months delay, you know? And uh, but I didn't get it. That was the last Friday. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, it's it's a disaster. Yeah. So, but that is it. Sort of interrupted or or disrupted the whole uh, launching, the whole the whole promotion campaigns and all that. But uh, I guess what can you do? I mean, the in these strange times, you just have to adapt and try to do the best of the situation, right? Right. So, so that. That I have now, like uh, it's coming out like in, I don't know, two weeks. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. That's brilliant. So when it does eventually hit the, hit the stores and everything, are you hoping to get out and do some live shows around and about before we get another pandemic or fucking Russia invades Sweden? I, uh, <laughs> I gotta, is this a film? No, I gotta tell you that I was planning to, to uh, do... It was already booked for, for Europe, and then it's going to continue in, in America uh, in 2020 when I released the book. I'm going to do, I released it in 2020 and in July, but then I, I was going to start doing that like um, for the festival season to do a very unique book signing event tour, yeah. playing all kinds of festivals and, and uh, you know, doing clubs and all that. So it would be... Uh, Meet and greet, you know, Q&A, shaking hands, uh, hugging people, asking questions. I, I sign the stuff and I play a couple of songs, sort of semi-acoustically. But that got all, like, post postponed and and, uh, and cancelled and so forth. And, uh, and then it was time to pick that up, I suppose, you know. But the whole entire world has changed as of lately, though. So, uh, I haven't really picked that up. I, I actually turned down to play Prog Power Atlanta. They wanted to to me to come there and play in June, but since I'm not going to do it a one-off thing, I mean it's supposed to be a a tour. So so I don't want to or I don't want to organize all that stuff just to do one show since it wasn't going to be anymore in America, for example. But apart from that, where you know I don't think there's a screaming desire for people to see Snow Shaw live now. I mean, people want to see Iron Maiden and Metallica and Armstein <laughs> yeah. and all that. So I'm just going to sit quietly, sit, take it easy and then slide up the storm, you know? Yeah, man. Well, that's funny. funny. Next year, because, I mean, it's, it's going to be this bottleneck effect, you know, that everybody's competing about the same audience and, yeah. you know, since everybody's been sitting home, being forced to sit home now for two years, and 
it's not like they saved up so much money that they can go to five shows a week, right? So, so I mean, the whole conditions has changed quite drastically. And, uh, but, you know, yeah. so I'm just going to sit tight and, and, you know, write new music, do all kinds of other stuff. I have, I can't talk about that right now, but I'm going out on a, on a big European tour in a different kind of um, situation where I'm representing a, a company and so forth uh, with a massively big band. So, so I mean, you know, I'm open for all kinds of options, really. I mean, trying out new things. Um, I've been doing this for such a long time and all that. So, so it's not like I'm just going to keep doing the same routine and blah, blah, blah. And that's also why I've been with so many bands and I also quit them all on my own... <laughs> accord uh and uh because i wanted to i want to push things forward and and challenge myself take on new things that i find kind of exciting and stimulating and um, and so forth you know it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned like i maiden and judas priest and the scorpions and that are still going out on tours headlining big arenas and everything um festivals as well obviously what do you feel the rock and metal landscape it's looking like now in 2020 and are you glad you started back in the 80s um, yeah i you know since i'm running my own operation i'm, I'm running my own record company and uh, web shop and and uh, and the whole thing basically you know so i have to have close contact with what's going on like daily updates and i'm i'm kind of analyzing the, the business and seeing it from a business perspective and all that so uh, I got got to say that I had a fairly uh, bleak <laughs> outlook on the whole thing. I think everything is pretty much based on um, nostalgia and group affiliation and so forth. So people are dying to go to festivals and hang out with their, you know, old friends and pretend like we're 25 still. <laughs> you know, so so, and it's it's a little bit. Tragicomic, I gotta say, in a, in a way or something. I mean, the, the last song I put out of those 12 uh, was a song called The End of an Era, yeah. which pretty much speaks for itself. And uh, Ken Hensley was supposed to play on that, but he died. And and, we, and if you see the video, I just, it's a it's a lyric video. And it's just everything from Mark Boland to, to uh, uh, Chuck Schuldner and all those people who have passed passed away. Yeah. I mean, we're getting up there in age. We're obviously not getting any younger. So the whole movement has become, you know, even though you get like new subgenres and so forth. Yeah, it's been going on for quite some time. I mean, people, a lot of my my friends and and so on, they they still consider themselves being like something of rebels. You know, like even though it's like a youth revolt against parents your parents or whatever and now we are like 50 plus and it's getting a little bit pathetic <laughs> it is we're all getting up there in age and you know my former boss king diamond i, I think he's 66 now so officially he should be retired right mm. if you retire at 65 so but he's still going strong being out there with merciful fate and also um, that's the way it is. As long as you can still do your job and do yourself justice and do your material justice. And, and if you can deliver the goods, I mean, I don't see any reason why anyone should retire. But what I find a little bit uh, funny is that, wow, we're rebels. 
and you say Satan or whatever. <laughs> it's like, is that supposed to upset them? <laughs> so compare that to, to the kind of gangster rap. That's the real deal. I mean, not that I'm listening to that kind of music, but when people actually, you know, you know, murder each other, shoot, you know, killing people and shit like that. So, so it's a bit different. Totally, man. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to like drag you back to your youth or younger days. Um, what would you say was and has been the most outrageous thing you've ever done in the name of rock and roll? Uh, I got to say, read all about it in, in the book of heavy metal, my autobiography. I mean, it's 455, 445 pages. I mean, I'm, I'm going through it all. So I had like a quite uh, crazy journey, constant ups and downs in this rock and roller coaster as I as I tend to call it sometimes, you know, or refer to it. And, uh, you know, King Diamond, that's pretty much where I made a name for myself internationally and, and, and officially like that outside of Sweden. And uh, that is, <laughs> I always want to share is that memory. And um, I learned so much. So that is always going to be uh, close to my heart. But I also love being in theory and being out on the uh, touring the world, you know, be as a singer, for example. I mean, that was a whole new position for me. And I was also higher on the side to do all the stage props and designs and be in charge of, of the kind of presentation and so forth. So, I mean, that is what keeps me going. I mean, I wouldn't sort of place any judgment on people who uh, just stick to one band and they've been doing that now for 50 years or something. And they may not even contribute contribute in the songwriter or anything like that. But if if it's fine by them, fine. Yeah, you need those kind of working ants, work ants too. But to me, it's all about self uh, improvement and and you know trying to maintain that kind of youthful excitement and and uh, moving forward. So I tend to be really excited about a band let's say for the first two years, first year or two or something like that, then it starts come, becoming a, a bit more routine. Uh, maybe. And, and that is when I start to, uh, I mean, it starts to do wear off a little bit and I need to find new challenges and push myself or whatever. So, so but I, I've appreciated it all. I mean, I wouldn't be here where I am today if it wouldn't be for that. So, you learn from from your mistakes and all that, and uh, so, so I'm truly grateful for for all of it, really. Even the bad bad choices, let's say. I mean, Demi Borgia. I mean, I told my then ex-wife, um, my ex-girlfriend, that okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in this band until the day I die, <clears throat> because initially it felt so great. We had the best camaraderie, and and it felt to me like being part of. A modern day kiss you know like strong image and and the spookiness and the, the, the music and all that very theatrical and bombastic and pompous and all that but you know seven months later i just had to quit otherwise i would have died because my involvement with involved involvement with the band you know so um you know and you learn from that of course you know you know, have everything in print. What, what is it? If they say, yeah, but you're a session guy, but what does that mean? Let's say in, in theory, they, you want to be a permanent member instead of a session guy. 
what's the difference? Uh, there's no difference. You just have to pay for the for the rehearsal room or share the, the, the rent for a rehearsal room and clean that. Okay, I can skip that part, you know. <laughs> so, but apart yeah. from that, I mean, I was I was doing interviews. I was fronting the band. I I, I was entitled to write songs and <laughs> I was saying pretty much everything. So, so I mean. What the average person don't understand really. I mean, if if I quit the band or move forward, they think it's like, oh, did, did you um, had a allergic reaction towards the, all the makeup? <sighs> Give me a fucking break. I mean, the music part is the easiest thing, but then it's like the politics. You gotta get along with these people and the whole organization or lack there thereof. And that is also why I quit Dimitrovia because there was no structure at all. And that compared to Sabaton, for example, which was the most well-structured, the best possible working place you can dream of. Everyone down to the, the, the merch girl, to the bus driver, to the whole organization was like wonderful, really. So, so I mean, you know, yeah, it's good with the bad, I suppose, you know. Yeah, man. Okay, so. This is out of the air. Can you name a song that would that you would use as a soundtrack of your life? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this much though that I put in my testament a couple of songs that's going to be played at my funeral, and it's uh, "Sweet Freedom" with uh, Uriah He, for instance, and "Gates of Valhalla" with Manor. <laughs> and. and uh, Probably return to fantasy too, you know. So uh, yeah, but what's going to encapsulate my life? I don't know. I guess it's Book of Heavy Metal. That it's so far the, the the most popular song that I've ever inked, you know. And that is also why I call my book that. I mean, it's for obvious reasons. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. So again, I'm going back again. If you could jump into a time machine and tour with a band in their prime, who would you choose? <sighs> I'm such a nutcase about the 70s. I mean, you tend to kind of glamorize uh, the era before you that you you weren't really present, even though I was born in 68. But I mean, I would love to see, uh, you know, bands in their formative years, like Deep Purple and, and uh, Black Sabbath, Uriah Heep, and Ziggy Stardust era, David Bowie, and the whole glam explosion that happened in England. I really like that stuff, for instance, you know, so uh, I don't know. I mean, that is my biggest wish, actually, to have a time machine. I would yeah. go back to 1967 and go to San Francisco and just fuck around. <laughs> basically. <laughs> you know? I mean, that hippie, hippie era, uh, you know, yeah. uh, peace and, and love and blah, 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 all that. I mean, I kind of like that thing, you know, and then I would. Um, Spend some time there, and then I'm going to go to to London, maybe, and uh, swing in sixties, maybe, and um, hang out. Yeah. yeah, I mean that is a dream come true. I mean, the time machine that is my biggest wish, actually. So <laughs> I could I could be a member of Kiss. I would just be a whole lot better than Peter Chris and say fuck you, <laughs> take your job, and, and I could be part of Rainbow Rising with Ronnie and uh, and all that. I mean that that would be that's such a stimulating thought of actually you know fucking up history <laughs> yeah. totally dude all right yeah. so i've got five questions for you now either or either so the first one is festival or small intimate gig um, can i say neither 
right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm kind of fed up with shows, I got to say, I mean, for, for that reason. But festivals is always fun. It's like, you know, if you work in a factory or something, once a year you have like this party and that is the equivalent for us musicians. That's where you meet all your buddies, you know, hanging out backstage and so forth. And it's also funnier to play in, in front of big audiences. So it's one big party and it's usually in the summertime too. So that's nice. Vinyl or digital? I'm a vinyl guy. I mean, that's what I grew up with. But yeah, uh, yeah. digital, I mean, everything, you cannot you cannot stop the, the progress or development. Everything's going to be digital. It's so much more convenient and you have access to everything through Spotify in your fucking phone. You know, and uh, so... So it's very, very convenient. And uh, like I said, you can't stop the, the, the future. You, you can try to be conservative that way. But I like vinyl. I really do. Yeah. Same, man. Uh, my girlfriend's put the washing machine on. I'm not impressed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. Meatballs or beer? <sighs> Tricky questions. Can I have both? <laughs> a little <laughs> beer and a half of a meatball. Now that uh, I could... Shut up. I would say beer. Yeah. Brilliant. Saint or sinner? Saint. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the final one, Putin or Kermit the Frog? Aren't they, aren't they the same? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. All right. So do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? What can I say? I would highly advise you or recommend you to to pick up a copy of my limited edition exclusive hardback book, Autobiography, because that is quite a journey. And uh, it's called Book of Heaven Metal, like I mentioned. And uh, uh, it's getting super good reception from all over. And people say that this should be the benchmark or the, the template on how to write an autobiography, because I am not fucking sitting there lying uh, i've been telling it like it is i mean yeah. we're chasing this kind of glamorized fantasy but i mean it's a really really tough job if, if you're gonna survive in this business and, and uh, over the decades and still stay relevant somehow and you know it's not a walk in the park i can tell you that much so you gotta be you gotta be um very resilient and, and uh, willing to put up a fight i gotta say you yeah. know Hey there, this is Snowy Shaw, and you're listening to Metal God's Meltdown.